I want my chips with a dip, that's all I know. I don't want my chips plain, I want my chips with a dip. So bring them this. You are now listening to the dip with your host Ben Slicer and Adam Elder. Just to be clear, we were talking shit about Austin Rivers. <laughs> Just for all the listeners out there, put it on the public record. This guy is not a friend of the podcast. I watched him hit multiple three pointers right in the eyes of the Portland Trailblazers a couple days ago, and I have been salty ever since. I haven't been really able to come over it. So now we are back with you on another episode of The Dip. Today, we are going to be discussing different NBA playoff series outlooks. We had a very, very interesting development over this weekend, one of which in the shape of Anthony Davis stretching out that groin, (laughs) stretching out that groin. Now he's riding the bench. Chris Paul's not exactly looking like he's alive too anymore. Alive, alert, awake, enthusiastic. Uh, yeah, to be transparent with everyone, we recorded the other day. Had a pretty solid episode. Couldn't get it edited in time. Two days pass. Essentially, that episode is completely null and void because of everything that's developed just in the last uh, round of games uh, for the playoffs. Let's see. Uh, small potatoes. Uh, Wizards stole a one on Philly. Uh, yeah. Wizards were balling though. Hachimura, especially he oh, was yeah. going off. Woke the fuck off. up. Westbrook though. Westbrook rock a baby going three for 19 <laughs> in that game, but still had a triple double. Still had a triple Crazy. double. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like 17 assists or something like that. How? Or 17. Well, at one point he had 17 rebounds even or something or something ridiculous. I think he almost had a big beef. He did have a big beef, big to oh, close. 19 points, 21 rebounds, 14 assists. 21 rebounds. That's a big beef. Probably that is. 20 <laughs> rebounds. Shouts out to no dunks. Big beef. Uh, yeah, that's small potatoes. Uh, a lot of other great things happened. Chris Ball came alive. Anthony Davis died. I mean, we were sitting there talking about how that series was basically a foregone conclusion. If... LA stayed healthy and here we are. Anthony Davis is out with a groin injury. The benefit to them of that is, is that at least it's late in the series now in the sense that if he sits out tonight, which he's obviously going to, he has like a week almost better part of a week until the next game. Really? Yeah. There's why's that? It's just, there's a few days in between. Okay. Yeah, and that's how it gets later. I wonder in the when run. that scheduling was done. I wonder if that schedule some no. shifty scheduling. No, because I've seen that with days. the other playoff series too. I've seen that with the other playoff series that were later in the series as well. Like there is a few days in between. Like I think it's like three or four days. That, that he might has. be perfect. Then that might be all he needs. Yeah. So he's gonna have he's gonna have days off to rehab that because that's not anything that's gonna get better without rehabbing it. But I don't know. It's still a shit show in LA. It's a fucking shit show. I think we're more than likely going to be looking at... I don't think the Lakers score more than 97 points tonight. 
uh, about Anthony Davis? I guess I just have a hard time seeing LeBron James getting bounced in a first round playoff series. And I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but since we've never seen that before, I'm not going to jump to it and say it's going to happen. So right. I mean, honestly, until it happens, I'm going to say that the Lakers in seven until otherwise. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is this go to game seven, because what else do we have to know about LeBron other than the fact that he doesn't get bounced from first round playoff series does not let it happen. I'm not saying it won't, but he just—he's only—he's only showed us otherwise. But till the devil's advocate, until like two years ago, LeBron never gets that hurt. LeBron never misses the playoffs. True, and it did happen once. True, it did happen once. Happened then, and happened like the first year of his career, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So it's it it. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna balance out the possibility. Well, he never made it to the. the he didn't make it to the playoffs because he wasn't playing. Well, yeah, yeah, for Space Jam two also, but that's all. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's alleged anyway. That's not even true. But the Lakers are definitely hurting. They, Anthony Davis was averaging like 35 points a game over two, games two and three. It was monster. There was no stopping him. It was him. a monster. And they almost had the playoff highlight moment when they had like that breakaway. Remember AD missed the flush. Mm-hmm. He, he missed the flush on like some kind of like lob. I think it was from Schroeder. Yep. But it was like off of like a drum and block. And then a board, and then like a down court pass. Schroeder just lobs a great two way play. He just, just missed it. Yeah. And like from that point, I started to feel I was like, you know what, the the Suns they played a good first game and everything, but this maybe it's just gonna have to be next year. I mean, they have Chris Paul on contract for well, not on contract. He's on like a player option. I think he can become a restricted free agent. I think he stays with the Suns. I think he does too. But people were theorizing that he might become a restricted free agent because they know he squeezes more money out of them. If they, don't imme- do if they don't that, immediately man. come to an agreement. I feel like if you care about the team enough, you're going to be like, we could He's coming back. use that mid-level exception for some veteran that's going to get on the buyout market. I know? almost see him retiring there, personally. <sighs> I hope not. He's got at least two good years left. He's got two good years left. It's over. He's- Age 36, he'll play to 38 or 39. I think he's getting sure. dinged up like this. I think he's probably got a lot more confidence after this last game. Because he's definitely bounced back. He's still not shooting threes. No. Because his shoulders definitely still He was piecing him. him up in the mid, though. Exactly, yeah. Once he got the mid-range back, he was going to start feeling it again. Because that's his shot. That's his bread and butter. That's his shot. That's yeah. his fucking bread and butter. No doubt about it. I mean, they don't have... And they don't have an answer for it. Especially not without AD. They don't have an answer for it. You mean to tell me Drummond's stopping that? No. Get the fuck out no. of here. No. I'm sorry, Lakers fans. I'm not going to buy into that. And I am a fucking Lakers fan. I will not buy into the, And I hope you're not either out there. To any listeners that are fan, I hope you're not buying into it. Because that, that train has left the station for me. I don't know. Drummond, it, like, there's, Gasol like... Gasol needs the minutes right yeah. now. Yeah, he does. And Gasol it was really, a better really helping them the other day when Gasol finally got in. But now Harrell's not playing. Harrell's been a DNP this whole series, except for that one game. Played him a little bit in the first game. Can and I think you not play power forward? Can you not play him at the four? You're just not that mobile. I just don't even think he's that good, but... <laughs> he's good at putbacks. He's good at getting putbacks and boards. Brings and energy yelling. to the team. And yelling, yeah. Yeah, brings energy. He's like a smaller, less effective Dwight for them this year. Yeah, yeah. sort of. I don't know. Dwight was pretty damn stout on defense. And what well, putbacks and just bringing energy in general. I'm not saying Trez can't play hard defense, at least be be a nuisance to some degree. I think he can. Uh, apparently, everyone thinks he's terrible at defense, but I'm like, he's a big body out there nonetheless to 
he's below average at best. <laughs> Somebody said that about Kyrie and James Harden. Oh, it was Zach Lowe. Zach Lowe. That girl that was on that. Yeah, yeah. I heard that one. I was like, I don't know. Brooklyn's scary though. Brooklyn's look starting to look scary. Brooklyn's um, scary as hell. I I don't I think that Boston got a false sense of security with Tatum having a Michael Jordan like Tatum was gonna have one of those games. Yeah. You know what I mean? That did game you, was coming for him. Did you know that he had one of the highest scoring playoff games in history in isolation? Of Celtics. He or scored just like in general. 31 points in isolation. Yeah, that's like one of the highest marks in NBA history. That's crazy. Just in isolation alone, he had like 31 points. James Harden who? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Please. Houston, James Harden who? What? Please. The fuck out of here. I don't know. Kyrie is kind of struggling, especially in Boston. In Brooklyn, like it was on, it, like there was no narrative. But then as soon as it shifted over to Boston, it's like he wants to take it personally. But everybody's like, Look, how... Uh, yeah, and then he stomped on the logo, and then the guy threw. The, okay, the guy definitely shouldn't have thrown the water bottle. For yeah, that sure. was messed up. But like, also, you stomped on the leprechaun. You made it very clear what you were doing. Yeah, and you're in Boston, bro. You know what their fans are like. Like for everyone that's saying like how this dude that threw the water bottle should know better. Like you can say the same about Kyrie Irving too. Kyrie Irving should know better. What's confusing about it to me is that he acts like Boston fucked him. Yeah. When he was the problem. Allegedly. I don't know, man. Like <laughs> he seemed like it was, it seemed like he was the problem to me. He let them Kyrie's down. His ego was. He had moments. He nice. let them down multiple times. Yeah. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. I'm not saying the organization never let him down either, but it's like he won't accept responsibility for the fact that he let them down multiple times. How you gonna how you gonna step on their leprechaun, bro? Come on, take a it's hike. Just, it's just what he wants to do now because he's got a security blanket in the name of Kevin Durant. Kevin fucking Durant. On and honestly, James Harden James too, Harden but mostly too. Kevin Durant. Yeah, and that's Kevin Durant's the entire safety blanket for the whole thing. Here's what enough people don't talk about though. It needs to be acknowledged because, like, especially Zach Lowe's is getting to a point where it's like a foregone conclusion for Brooklyn. They are one injury to Kevin Durant away from collapsing. Kevin Durant goes down. I'm not convinced about All that team. You got to play Blake Griffin 30 minutes in a playoff game. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. And like James Harden and Kyrie and that's great. But you know what it's going to do to the identity of the team? I think that's where Harden's really going to step in, especially in the playoffs. I think that this is going to be like, yeah, Kyrie but, is like his own planet, but Harden definitely is like, I'm here to win. Do I take Kyrie and James Harden together over Joel Embiid? No. I take Joel Embiid. Well, because there's nobody on Brooklyn that's going to be able to check Embiid or for Harris for that matter. Yeah. Because you can't put Harden on Harris. Harris will absolutely abuse him down yep. low. I mean, you got Jeff Green, but Jeff Green's dinged up. Mm -hmm. You got Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown plays... Point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center for this team, but he's really a shooting guard, a defensive shooting guard. Yeah, he's just kind of like a a versatile player. Yeah, he's just but like you Utility can't play guy. him at the five now. It's serious. Not realistically. Now. No, not realistically. You can't scheme with him at the five. Because then when you're playing guys that size at the five, look what happened to the Houston Rockets. They had Harden and Westbrook and the whole pocket rockets system working. <laughs> 
to its full potential well, and they still got stumped. Yeah, it had a ceiling. Like, that's what you're saying. Like, well, that's where Harden comes in. But yeah, we've seen what where Harden comes in and how far <laughs> how far that goes when you play small ball five with James Harden. Like, we, we saw numerous years of that and it never came to a chip. They never even got out of the conference... And they never made it out of the conference. Well, let's not forget the fact that the Houston Rockets missed 27 straight three-point shots in a game that would have closed them out against the Golden State Warriors finally in 2019. You mean to tell me something like that can happen to the Brooklyn Nets again? Exactly. Yeah. That like the whole backbone of we're seeing it with the Dallas Mavericks now. The whole ba- the backbone of high efficiency three-point shooting is so is such a variant. You mm. can't truly rely on it. Because I don't want to switch topics too much, but no, that's fine. We can jump into Dallas and that because that's the another big thing that got fucked up in our episode. We were sitting there like Dallas has got this shit. And oh, I know. We're two I know. games well, later. We started off. It was thirty to eleven, and I'm like, this is three. Oh, Luka Doncic is literally. I was the upstairs next guy laughing, up. bro. Me and Andrew <laughs> were watching it. I kid you not, bro. I was happy as fuck. I was so happy because I was like, man, Clippers will probably win this game. You know what I mean? And come back to one. And then Luca will sweep them the rest of the way. He'll just finish it off. And then they come out of the fucking gate. Yeah. Like 30 to 11. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't even believe it. I'm like, it's, it's actually too good to be true. There and it really was everything, everything. Luca went like this first six, I think went in. Yeah. First six or seven shots went in. And I was just like, what the fuck is actually going on? I was, I couldn't believe it, bro. I could not believe it. But it turned out that whole opening sequence was all part of the game plan for the Clippers because they were like, we are closing off the paint from all angles. These guys are going to shoot threes against us. That was was Ty Lue's whole plan. Mm -hmm. And he came out and said that before that game too and was said, we're not worried because they're going to have to keep shooting like this. And their whole game plan is they... Dallas had no driving lanes. Mm-mm. Absolutely none. And that's how they were going to stay hot was Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to take somebody off the dribble and he's going to hit a three. Off the dribble, hit a three. Off the dribble, hit a three. But instead, now it's kick for a three. Drive. You're getting shut off immediately. Even Luca himself shut was getting down. shut off. Yep. He's getting doubled as soon as he's trying to drive. Well, let's just be no honest. Access. They finally manned up and actually started playing defense on that deal. Yeah, they can't do yeah. shit to him the first two games. Be it as it may that they were hitting a lot of threes, and that was a huge part of them winning the first two games. They also couldn't touch Luca, especially not in the mid-range. Even Kawhi. Kawhi was on him. He had that ridiculous shot we talked about in that episode we yeah. recorded where he spun around and hit, hit it with the leg up deep into the high post. Like, this wasn't a mid-range shot. This was, like, a couple feet away from the three-point line, and this dude yeah. fucking spun around and just cashed Dirk that shit. Dirk had a tear in his eye. No, shit. I hope he did. That shit went to the ceiling. Like, <laughs> it was nuts. Uh, yeah, so they're finally playing defense on him like they are capable of doing. Exactly, yeah. And they're doing it without Ibaka. Yeah. Their playoff rotation might not even have him in the long run. Because not his needed. back problems really seem to be bothering him. So, and they seem to be a very strong team without him. I mean, I feel like we knew that they were a strong team all along, but it was just the fact that they also relied on three point shooting mm. and they also didn't have a consistent. What's Reggie Jackson looks good all of a sudden. And that just kind of makes me. That'll mad. go cold though. Yeah. That'll go cold. That ain't going to last. I'm not going to sit here and uh, Reggie Jackson ain't going to be the one hitting huge shots in the uh, final series if the Clippers make it there or even a Western Conference finals. But the big thing he was what I was thinking, I was like, the Clippers need 
and all the talk online too was that these guys are all good players, but they need someone to set him up. Kawhi Leonard needs someone like Kawhi Leonard needed Kyle Lowry. He needed mm-hmm. he needed everybody on the Spurs that Spurs offensive system to set him up, and then he had Kyle Lowry setting him up. You know what I mean? You can't Paul trust George too. Yeah, everyone wants to compare him to being like LeBron and being a point forward, and it's like he's not a point forward. No. They're completely different players. When you really think about it, mm-hmm. he does not have the playmaking skills, the vision, the passing. I none of that that LeBron has. He just doesn't have it. He needs someone else. He yep. does not win that ring without Kyle Lowry. Does not win that ring without Kyle Lowry. I don't give a fuck how much you love Kawhi out there. He does not win that ring without Kyle Lowry. Oh, but he's Period. the claw. Period. He's the claw. Nah. <laughs> I mean, good for him for actually beating a team, looking like they're going to beat the team that they should have handled yeah. quite easily. Yeah, because like, I'm not going to sit here and jump for joy for it because it's like, good job. You're finally doing what you're literally should have no issue doing. You're beating the Mavericks. I mean, yeah, the Mavs probably are in all reality. We're probably going to get two on them anyways, whether it was going to be the first two, whether it was going to be the last two, whatever, you know what I Honestly, mean? Honestly, with the way the Mavs have played this year, that should have been a four yeah, one. That should have been, a, kind of that should have been a gentleman sweep. Honestly. First half of the year, they really sucked. Then after the All-Star break, they played a weak schedule, got hot, felt good. Luka got in a nice groove. Yeah. I mean, Luka was balling out of control for sure. Yeah, I just, I'm I'm still not that impressed though, overall within. I'm like, good job. You're right though. They finally stepped up and started man to man, you know? Yeah. That's what they needed to do. Yeah, they need to fucking play defense like everyone knows they can play defense. I mean, that's really what it is. And they're finally doing it and it's working. And Kawhi Leonard, I'm going to be real. He's looking like Michael Jordan to get out there in the way that when he, he gets it working in the oh, yeah. yeah, It's beautiful. Yeah, no. I love, yeah, dude. love quiet. It looks like Michael Jordan, up. dude. He goes off. Even though I hate him, I love it. Yeah. I don't like watching Paul George play anymore, though. At the same time, every time he hits shots, I'm like, God damn it. it yeah. When he gets <laughs> hot, I, I'm not into it at all. But at least with Kawhi, I am a little bit. I'm like, all right. This guy's pretty he's just working. Yeah, he's, he's working. Just cold as shit, dude. Like, Paul George is showing, like, everything on his face. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all, and then Kawhi Leonard is sitting right next to him just drinking water, just <laughs> yeah. stone cold, dude. No reaction. Paul George is over here, like, tweaking. And Kawhi Leonard, just no reaction, just sitting on the bench, just drinking water. Just a little bit of water here, a little bit of water there. Gatorade or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. Vodka. Oil. Motor oil. Motor oil. <laughs> Cocaine. I don't know. <laughs> no, Kawhi doesn't do drugs. Uh, yeah, it's it's good for them, I guess. Uh, also good for Milwaukee. <laughs> yep, let's go ahead and talk about You're that. You're finally because... doing your job too. Good for you. I'm not rolling out the fucking red carpet yet. It's premature. No, and like what I started to think, man, was I was like, is this going to be Giannis's playoff destiny? Is that he loses to someone next one year and then comes back the next year and beats him? At least he didn't go join him like AD. <laughs> At least he came back and beat him. Yeah. Because he could have went and joined him. They cleared up the cap space and everything. They said, look, look, we got a little spot for you right here, bud. Come here. And that was what was missing from the heat, too, was that this big cap space player they were trying to open up for because they got Bam locked up. And now, now they're looking at signing Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, Thankfully, Oladipo, they can just let walk. And I would. I don't think they're going to let him walk. I think they're going to offer him something between five and 15 million. I think he wants more than that, though. He wants more, but what 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 can he get? If you pay this guy more than seventeen million dollars, you're out of your fucking mind. Yep, you're a joke. Because I'd Miami has. I'd all rather give all that leverage. money that Hayward got than give that to Oladipo. Yeah, 
That's true. And somebody brought that up online about the Jimmy Butler argument too. Because, I mean, you know how it is. As soon as one thing gets out, an agent says that Jimmy Butler is seeking the maximum contract extension. And the first thing off the top of my mind is, well, he led him to the NBA Finals. Yeah. He led him to the Finals. Of course, he's worth a max. Yeah. But he is pretty cold this series. I don't know. I think that teams like the Lakers and the Heat, once we see them after this offseason, they get right back on track to like, you know, the regular NBA season. We'll see what, what it's like, you know, once they get like readjusted yeah. back to back to normalcy. I, I mean, it's not an excuse for them. Definitely not. But we'll see what happens. It's not an excuse, but it's ironic. And I've said this before that the, the teams that are struggling and have struggled the most all season with injuries and stuff like that. It's teams that made deep bubble runs. Yep. There's a clear correlation between that. Cause doesn't always equal or correlation doesn't always equal cause, but God damn it. It seems pretty fucking ironic. Yeah. Having deep, having a deep, like bruising playoff run that almost each one of those teams went through, except for the Lakers. And even the Lakers had a couple bruises here and there too. Oh, for sure. But it's just, and then having a shortened off season, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work that well. And no, it's to the players' detriment. It, it's clearly to the players' detriment. We've like, seen too many injuries. This Jamal, year. yes, yes, horrible. That and we're being robbed. Do you? Do we're you being think robbed that of year, that? Well, let's say that the timeline happens exactly the same, except for Jamal Murray does not get hurt, and Anthony Davis is hurt for Game Five of this series. Denver, Lakers. Denver, and LA in the finals for sure. Or is it Clippers in Los Angeles? Or in the uh, wait, no. Conference finals is Denver and Lakers. Even if Anthony Davis is down in game five, if the Lakers had a whole season of playing together and shit, good night. A normal Aussie, good night. Let's be real. Good night. This is a number. This is one of the most know. dominating defenses in the league. It is. And that's going to be tested tonight because they're going to have to be super cohesive. I'm not tonight. worried about their defense. I haven't been worried about their defense at all this whole series. What I've been worried about is the fact they can't hit fucking free throws and they can't knock down shots. It's your typical fucking LeBron James failure team. <laughs> what, <laughs> is, right. what is the fucking biggest issues with every single one of his goddamn teams? Not enough shooting. There's never enough shooting around this dude. I think right now is the prime time for Horton Tucker to step up, make a couple threes prove his worth mm -hmm. because this guy, he has the handle. He doesn't have the passing vision, but he definitely should be taking guys off the dribble and hitting a mid range, mm -hmm. hitting, hitting an open three. Cause well, he, he can, finish, he can finish at the rim on. With, yeah. He's with, an athletic finisher too. Yeah. I, right now is his time. Schroeder. I don't know. Schroeder. I go back and forth. I've had respect for Schroeder in this series. Cause there's moments in this series that they probably don't win games. If he doesn't do what he Get does, 20 points. Yeah, and he can get to the rim real nice, too. Oh, yeah. That's his game. I guess who I'm most disappointed in is KCP in terms of their bench players. KCP and Kyle Kuzma. Hurt, though. Huh? Kuz, yes. Kuz, Kuzma yes. and KCP. KCP was huge for them in that bubble run, bro, especially oh, yeah. the finals. KCP was hitting massive fucking threes for them. Massive threes. Bailing them out of situations with three-pointers at times. From the corner. In transition. You name it. Oh, yeah. Defense. Wing defense as well. Yeah. And hey, Step I'm going to say, too, up. they don't have Ron playoff Rondo right now. They ain't got playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo was nice for them. Nice as hell for them. 
Like, do you, would you argue that he was the third most important player in that team? Yeah, but, uh, people try to tell, people try to sell me KCP. That's what's hilarious about. Like, I hear people legitimately out here trying to like shill for KCP as the third best player on that Lakers team last year. I'm like, y'all forget Rondo. Like, Rondo was clearly more important to that team. Not that KCP wasn't hitting huge shots. I just stated the fact he's hitting. But what Rondo did for them as an offense, just bringing the offense together in minutes that LeBron wasn't out there and AD wasn't out there or his minutes with AD, like Rondo and AD, him, that yeah, little connection. Legit, yeah. yeah. Like that was nice as hell. And that was a lot for them. Like what he brought to their team as a leader and an offensive presence and just his, his IQ, all of it. Like that was huge. Yeah. And definitely goes understated. I don't, Zach Lowe, Zach Lowe tries to say fucking KCP was the third best. I'm like, People on Reddit, you I want to get you nice and fired up here, Ben. People on Reddit try to say Danny Green was the third leg. Oh of that. my god! <laughs> they might as well just. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say what I want to say, but <laughs> fuck those people. Danny Green's one of the few three, true three three and D players in this league. I'm but not, I'm not saying they should have sent death threats to him, but I'm kind of saying they should have. No, sent don't this. send death threats to him. <laughs> Uh, look, when he missed that shot, I mean, it's disappointing. I kind of want to kick him in the dick. Oh man, I mean, it's just it's a make or miss league. That's the most generic statement I can make about that situation. Yeah, well, that was a big miss. That's a tough one to let go. But we we're looking down a lot of different disappointments right now. It's a shit one, show. One, I know this year's playoff is a shit show. It's because a fucking shit show. Fans are a disappointment. Oh yeah, they're just pissed as hell. For what? For what reason? Oh, I don't know. They're finally back and they're just getting that wild. They just figure, oh, fuck it, dude. <laughs> All bets are off. I just don't understand why you go pay the money to go to an NBA playoff game. And then you're like, you want to harass the players. Like you just show up to harass the players. What's the, what's the rationale? See, I don't think that? it's that premeditated. Everyone's out here trying to say, I literally heard like four or five different people talking about the situation of Boston. They were like, oh, he he knew all along when he came to that game that day what he was going to do. And I'm like, really? Uh, can you just assume just tossing that? the water bottle in his bedroom all day? Yeah, can you really game? just assume that? No, it's more or less. It was probably a spur of the moment. He saw Kyrie stomp on that leprechaun. He was like, fuck this, dude. He's probably drunk. I don't all know. Right. Or a high. Who knows, bro? Like, could have just been stoned like. And he probably just got pissed as hell. It was probably emotional reactionary thing. It wasn't like he was premeditated to throw this water bottle, selected the water bottle and everything, like drank, went to the gas station, bought the water bottle, drank it, and was like, I'm, when I'm done drinking this, I'm going to fucking throw it at Kyrie. You know what I mean? Like, get the fuck out of here. No, like, he drank three for the moment. He drank three fourths of it, so there's still weight behind it. I tried to hit him in the head. <laughs> he did try to hit him in the head, though. The ball, the the bottle goes right past Kyrie's face, and the funniest part is Kyrie just turns around. And he's like, "So what's more humiliating, the water or the popcorn? Popcorn. The popcorn is definitely humiliating. popcorn. I, think, I felt bad for Russ. I think Russ has more of an argument." Then Kyrie, honestly, just because one, I think Russ is more respected in the league overall by fans <laughs> and fans peers and and players. And, and players. Uh, oh, for sure. And two, uh, probably in the world too. Just in general, right? <laughs> yeah, just in general. And then also, it's just like, man, pop. That's degrading. It was, and that's it degrading. Me the water bottle's not it. that degrading. The popcorn is pretty degrading. Russ is walking off. He's got like a little, he's a little dinged up and like his quad or whatever, you know, they just had problems with. He's probably pissed as 
fuck because oh, you know that's Russell angry. Westbrook. You know he's just always angry. angry. Yeah. And then some dude pours a bag of popcorn on him. I was just like, come on, man. Go home. If I was in the stands, I would have been one of the people pointing out and be like, it's that guy. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> probably would have said I mean? something to him, especially, especially if I'm a... Uh, like it's uh, that guy in the blue t-shirt right there. Yeah. Yeah, I would have I called mad shit about him. It's unfortunate for sure. I just can't believe we're watching this go down. Fans are just losing their minds. Only oh, like, the MSG talking shit to Trey Young. Okay, but that's appropriate. Even though, like, I yeah, mean, fuck without Trae the spitting, Young. the spitting stuff. That's yeah, spit, that's messed up. Yeah, but their shit talk is wild. Yeah, their shit talk is amazing. Yeah, really. If you think about it, Trey Young, has the biggest argument out of all. This man got spit on. Technically, that's assault. Yeah, and I don't like him as much as the next guy. Trust me, I don't like his little face. I don't, I don't like his game. I don't like his game. I don't like that he. Uh, I've seen three different players make the Chris Paul move. Chris Paul himself against Andre Drummond, where Chris Paul takes the ball off of a handoff, you know, from an inbounds. He's dribbling up. He realizes that the biggest guy on the floor is also the slowest, and he's right behind him. So what Chris Paul does is he kind of like bends over and sticks his ass out, and then he'll walk. He'll go dribble in front of that player and then stop real abruptly, which makes... Drummond run into his backside and he gets and knocked over and he calls the foul for it. John Morant did it last night yeah. to Rudy Gobert and got the foul call on Gobert. And I was just like, what? And Trey Young's been doing it too. The Chris Paul, the, the Chris flop. Paul, yep. the flop. you know, what guy's behind you. So you stick your ass out and you slow way down. Stop. This He's guy's not flopper, even paying attention. Dude. Just hits you right in the backside. You flop forward. Foul call. He's a flopper. He's an oh, iconic flopper. He is an iconic flopper. And so is Marcus Smart. But arguably LeBron James, too. Oh, LeBron is the the queen. <laughs> He's the king. No, the queen would be more appropriate. The queen, yeah. Sometimes watching him on the floor, like after he got hit in the nose by Draymond, and it had that close-up of his face where he was going... Yeah, it's like this is gonna be the meme for the next. And then he's years. like, obviously three ribs. <laughs> <laughs> I shot for the whatever, dude. That's why, like, I've had to make so many arguments for LeBron James over the past week and a half because his name's been so much more in the spotlight than it usually is, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I'm just like, people, this man is corny as shit. He's the corniest dad on planet Earth. He makes ridiculous statements. He's just always out of pocket. Have you seen this man talk before? He's dramatic. Why, and why are you letting it? Why are you letting it get to you? Yeah, right. Like why? Like just laugh it off. Yeah, just. Uh, I mean, if you truly don't care about him or anything he does, then you would just move on, right? Like, there's why are you get you feeling so hurt by this man just literally acting like a dad. Yeah, acting like you, the people that are calling him out. Yep. Yeah, I don't like it. People are, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, I don't want to talk too much on politics, but yeah, for sure. It's ridiculous. Also, I just hate in general when people just say, well, he just needs to shut up and do his job. I'm like, well, the guy does his job really fucking well. Yeah, exactly. And you last year when you were saying it to him, he was winning a championship. So you can't really say to the guy anything about doing his job when he's doing his job at the highest fucking level possible. Think about, you get chills thinking about it. That speech he made when they won the chip last year. Yep. Coach Vogel wants his respect. Lakers Nation wants their respect. And I want my damn respect too. Yeah, put put them in their place for sure. That was awesome. Headed back on the point though, even though this is this has been a fantastic first round of the playoffs. Like what you were saying Still earlier. Shit show. Like two we recorded a podcast 
two days ago, and it feels like it's been at least a week since then. Well, it's like it was like three days ago, but still, it yeah. feels like it's been at least a week since then because of like every night there's three, two, three games on every single night, and Crazy like there's so happens. much, go- <laughs> so much going on on each one. Like every one is a full chapter of a like. So one of the announcers for the Lakers game the other day said it best. He was like, there was a, or no, maybe it was for that Mavericks game that the Mavericks lost their mm-hmm. first loss. Somebody, uh, whoever was announcing that game just said it was a full game and a half. It was like a full game and one half of basketball. That's what a lot of these games have been like. Yeah. Like they've just been turning the tide. It hasn't been so much like that for the bucks. <laughs> the bucks had one or, um, the heat, at least the bucks have been fine. But uh, the Heat had one good game against the Bucks, and I thought that and series was going lost. to seven after that first game. Yeah. I was like, "This is going to seven. And they They're never like, showed up again. Well, just Jimmy Butler kept failing. I thought for sure that the Knicks were back in it after they won their first one in the Garden, mm. and that went the way that it did because mm. I was like, "This series tied one to one." The Knicks finally look good. They're coming back to life. They were down like 10, 15 points in that game too, and they came all the way back. Because they started playing Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson, somehow the oldest the guys defense on their team just isn't existing. Yeah, like they I mean, just, Randall went cold. Not obviously hurts, but Randall's big time cold. He mm-hmm. cannot hit threes. He cannot hit the mid range anymore. Like, well, and it's like he was hitting contested shots all year long. Yeah, Remember, exactly. Mitch is like, why is Randall? Why is Randall just taking contested? Uh, mid-range shots. I was like, it's what he did all year and it worked. Right. Remember, well, I, I think, mean, what else does he know to do right now? Other than just how many highlights of him. Did you see where he just did, turn around? Yeah. Turn around in the mid-range, just fading away. And he's got that little flip shot of his and it was just going in. Yeah. You know, like, is this a real jump shot? Yeah. You know, like, especially come playoff time, maybe he'll get it figured out. Maybe he'll have, he hasn't had one good game though yet. No, he has not had one. It's been everybody, all the other Knicks role players, Alec Burks, has well, had to like step up. Like and, you said, Derek Rose too. Oh yeah, Derek Rose, big time. Derek Rose player. is coming through playing big minutes on the ugh, just you just can't so get happy. you just can't get 35 plus min, real minutes out of that guy anymore. Yeah, I know, right? Like and you, you right there's your ceiling like that because you know he's gonna get hurt. He's just injury prone and he's lost a step a step and a half since his prime days. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. Derek Rose is pretty much living off of his experience and his shooting touch these days. His mid-range looks really good. His three points, okay. But his mid-range looks really good. He's still able to size guys up. He can get to the basket. But you can't expect him to come out, start. He has to come off the bench. Mm. And if Alfred Payton was any better of a point guard, like their He's point my sixth man of the year, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. He's a sixth man. Yeah. At this point in his career, he's a sixth man. He has to be for this team. This team needs more when mm. it comes down to it. Barrett has gone cold, too, even though he's looked okay. Well, this is great. the best or the worst best team there is, though. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best worst team. No, that's the Raptors. They're the worst best team. But it's just I don't know. Like I was so excited for this playoff series because after that first game, I was like, God, I was like, this is going to be the closest. This is going to be the most punching boxing match of the whole first round. And then Atlanta's just it's just turned so much from the first five games. Yeah, you know? like Atlanta's probably going to be putting them to bed. Do they play tonight? Uh, they might be playing right now. Let's bring up ESPN here real quick because Atlanta might be putting... The only game I've really been concerned about is at 10 o'clock tonight. The yeah, nail, I know. The nail-biter. I'm worried. The nail-biter. Uh, the Celtics are only down by seven against the, the Nets. Now, that gets interesting because I was going to talk shit to this dude that I work with today about the Celtics, because but he wasn't at prep center when I went down there. I had to drop off a car. He's the guy that runs the prep center. 
And I was going to talk shit to him and be like, man, what's going on with those Celtics, bud? <laughs> just see what he'd say. Just get a reaction. He's like a diehard Celtics fan. So he probably wants to like murder Kyrie right now. I'm sure he just wants to murder Kyrie. Was he honestly. hyped after uh, Kemba Walker got like nine rebounds the other night? That was his I'm only sure. contribution to I'm the sure. game. Yeah, the fact they didn't score. No, he just cannot. His jump shot is so flat. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, Kimba needs to go. Right now, James Harden has 21 points. Shout out to Mitch Cassidy. Mitch Cassidy said that Harden have a 40-point triple-double in this game. Right now, he's got 21 points, 8 rebounds, and 9 assists. In the first half? They're in the third quarter right now. Oh, he ain't going to have 40 then. No, unless he absolutely goes off. But Tatum's got 14 points, but he's 5 of 17 right now. But the Celtics are still only down by seven, so they're probably playing at least good team defense. Marcus Smart's three of 12. Oh, yikes. How, that means the Nets aren't hitting shots is what that means. Yeah, but Jabari Parker is playing himself onto this Boston Celtics team next year. Good. Good. I mean, yeah, good for him. Good uh, maybe, for him. He, maybe he just needed to find a way onto a team that just didn't really care about... I mean, maybe Kyrie, defense, but maybe Kevin Durant tears his Achilles tonight, and this game's all. Oh, up, don't and this say series that. Is all oh. I mean, I don't know. I don't know anymore, dude. This playoffs is unpredictable. Let's see what Kyrie's got tonight. Kyrie's six for nine, fifteen points, forty percent from three. Well, let's go ahead and just run through it and uh, predict all the series here, the first round series uh, that are still going. L.A. What what do you got? <laughs> Denver and Portland are playing right now. Denver's up thirteen to one. Ooh, yikes! Come on. <laughs> all right, we're just gonna we're gonna run through and uh, uh, predict them all. Los Angeles Lakers, Phoenix Suns. I got Lakers in seven. I just don't know who I can reasonably pick for this series because the Suns look pick damn it. good. You have to, dude. Suns you have look to, damn good. You have to pick it. Fine, I'll go the other side. I'll say Suns in seven games. There it is. Let me bet against LeBron James. There it is. I love you, man, but my God, you're, there it is. This team is hobbling. There it is. There it is. Finally, I said it. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets versus Boston Celtics. It's Nets. At least they're gonna win this game, and that's gonna be the end of it. Tonight Easy. they finish it yeah. tonight. So they're up three one right now. I mean, okay, if the Celtics somehow pull out some kind of fourth quarter comeback and Tatum lights it on fire in the fourth, yeah, they're still down three two though. All right, Nets three exactly. one. Yeah, Nets and four. Four nets and six, I mean. Four one. We also got Trailblazers and Nuggets. This this game is going back and forth. Or this series is going back and forth at least. Honestly, I got most, Portland, dude. The most pivotal player for this series seems to be Norman Powell. Mm -hmm. Norman Stepping Powell. the fuck up. Yeah. I love it. And like people on Instagram are already saying, Oh, Norm's coming back next year, and I'm still nervous about that because I don't know. And if Norm ends up walking, then I will be pissed. To say it quite frankly. Yeah. If they if he walks for no value and you give up Gary Trent Jr., I'll be so upset. For a first round playoff run. For an awful first round playoff run, yeah. to say the least, against versus the a team versus team. a team if they have Jamal Murray would sleep you. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Rest in pieces. You'd be dead. You'd be murdered. I got Blazers on this. Honestly, I'm going Blazers in seven games. My heart will make me take the Blazers, so I'll say the Blazers in seven as well. I think it's going to happen, Loki, dude. I think we're going to see something ridiculous from Dame Lillard. I just get nervous because I'm just like, every time I see Dame have to put up 170% effort to get the Blazers another win, it just, I'm like, 
There he goes. One more piece from him. One more piece. He's from such 30. a beast. Dude. I know he's a beast and I love the man to death. I would name my son after him, but my God, I'm just like every time he has to put up like a 48 point performance, like last year's bubble run when he's putting up 60 in the playing games and stuff. I'm just like, yeah, for like he averaged goes, 60 points for like three games. You just, <laughs> yeah. You just chipped off 0.3% of Damian Lillard's total output. Like, it's just like, it takes a little piece off him every single time. Never this man just takes beatings. He's never had a major injury though. Don't say that. Oh God, please. To watch uh, Damian Lillard writhe in pain would absolutely break my heart. It'd be sad. Uh, I think uh, so. Tomorrow we got Wizards 76ers. Hawks okay, that's and Philly and f- that's 4 1. That's Philly. It's over. It's Even over. though Embiid's going to be out next game. Hawks, Knicks. I got Hawks closing it out tomorrow, in my opinion. I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna take that the Knicks win this next game because it's in Atlanta. So you're saying Hawks in, and uh, six? It's in New York. Yeah, I could see this game going. I could see this series going six, but no more than six. I think that the I think the Hawks have a pretty clear grip on this series, mm-hmm. and they're not going to give it up because even though John Collins hasn't been playing great, Julius Randle's been huge net negative for this entire series, mm-hmm. and I mean it's just the Hawks just they haven't figured out. I think it's over. I think the Hawks close it out tomorrow. It'll be interesting. Hawks in five. There, I think there's no way if if the Knicks don't win, I don't think there's any way that game isn't close. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be a loss for the Knicks, it'll still be close. Be I a buzzer like. beater again. Because they're going to be, oh, that would be crazy. But they're just going to be back in the garden. I think the Knicks feed off of the garden so much, especially their the, role players. I think the garden is defeated right now, though. No, I don't think that they're going to be letting themselves get defeated that easily. They're finally back in the playoffs after like. So what do they throw at Trey Young then? Shit, like (laughs) what's next? Probably, literally. What's next? Literal poop thrown at him. (laughs) That's what I mean. What is next? Who's gonna one up the water bottle? We went from popcorn to water. What's next? Then we got uh, Grizzlies and Jazz. This has been a close series, even though Utah's up three to one. The Grizzlies have played them very competitively. I watched the, the, the Grizzlies and Jazz game last night. It's got to be over, though. Yeah, it's probably over. Because, I mean, it's just not the Grizzlies' time yet. No. They're a damn good team. Yeah. Have you, I've They're been, overachieving, though. I wouldn't even say that. They're just a good team. They're a good defensive team. They're a good defensive team, and they have... So, like, they just... They have their identity... John Moran's a 85% beast. 85% figured out. Yeah. I'd say... I've, 75. They got to add a veteran star mm-hmm. at some position. But at the same time, I'm like... And John needs a jump shot. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. John needs a real jump shot and they need a legitimate veteran presence that's still playing really good basketball. Not a, not like a veteran bench player. They need like a, a wing. veteran wing. Yeah. Because they, I think that the duo of Valanciunas and Anderson... And Valanciunas Anderson and um, Jackson Jr. in the front court is pretty good because you can you can put in Jackson Jr. I mean, granted, his shooting is kind of is really streaky, and his jump shot to me doesn't look completely safe <laughs> because it's just kind of like a a fling fling in it. But yeah. he's a good player. I think he's a good versatile player. He does get in foul trouble, but he's just he's. He's farther behind than Jaw is in development mm-hmm. because Jaw is just Jaw Morant. You know what I mean? This guy's incredible. Is, he's crazy. Yeah. His his floater game is so good. Mm-hmm. He's got a high IQ already. He knows he seems like he's a great leader. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like the the Grizzlies, they just have 
the pieces that they need. They have a great young head coach too. I just think that this team could go in two directions. It could either go their average forever above average forever, or they actually take that step forward and job becomes a superstar rather than just a young star. I mean, but he's also what? 20, 22 problem is, is they're not a desirable destination for free agents. You're, they're going to have to do it through the draft. And that's how they've been doing it. Because they got uh, Desmond Bain, great shooter. He's mm-hmm. a great shooter. And um, they have another guy from Michigan State. I forget what his Grayson name is. Allen. No, not Grayson Allen. But he he kept them alive in the play-in game. And that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. He hit two, two big threes. But um, no, he's a power forward. Uh, Tillman, Xavier Tillman. Mm-hmm. He's good. He just seems like he's like the... Memphis Grizzlies identity just grind it out, play good defense and rebound the ball and stuff. I just, I think the Grizzlies, they just, they're that Kawhi Leonard piece. Not like, not saying that Kawhi could, I mean, if Kawhi went there and played there, he'd obviously be an amazing fit for them, mm-hmm. but they're just that kind of, they're like the Raptors. They're yeah. like the Raptor. I'm going to say the Raptors of the East, but, <laughs> but like, they're just, they're like that kind of identity. Well, they're know? in the West. Oh yeah, they're in the West. You're right. <laughs> Even though they're in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, that's what can. That's what confuses me the most about them. that. Is confusing. I hate that. And then Minnesota too. Hey, Minnesota might be getting moved to Seattle. Good. No, the Clippers are getting moved to Seattle. Get it right. No, <laughs> no because that's our next series to talk about here to wrap up is the Clippers and the Mavericks. I got Clippers in. Six. You think they went four in a row? I'm so conflicted. Uh, yeah, Clippers and Clippers. You don't and think Luke has one more in them? Clippers and six. You don't think Luke has one more? Clippers and six. It's over. It's over. You don't think they'd if, make a step forward on what it was last year? Kawhi even? Leonard is playing like. He is. It's over. It is over. There's no. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The guy looks unstoppable. Looks unstoppable. Bro, you wouldn't believe what I was reading online five days ago. People on Reddit pissed me off because the whole word was Kawhi Leonard is washed. His knees just can't handle him anymore. He just can't do it anymore. He's washed. I mean, I was low-key talking mad shit. Too. I didn't say he was washed, but I figured he was out of there. But some people, yeah, like... And he because, still could be. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah, and a lot of... I mean, yeah, it all depends on what happens going forward. This is only the first round. Yeah. Even a fi- uh, conference finals collapse could... Oh, yeah, collapse. Warrant. Again. Can yeah. warrant him leaving. Like I don't want that to get confused. <laughs> You're stuck with Reggie Jackson and Paul George. <laughs> Let's go. That's the future, bro. Uh, anyway, people on Reddit were saying he was done for. Yeah, people on Reddit were just saying that his like knees were just they can't carry him anymore. And he's just done <laughs> you know, for. I could just see the paragraphs and paragraphs right. Right. Now. You're, and I was just sitting there and I'm like, is this real life? They're really saying that Kawhi Leonard's washed, that he's just done for, that he's not the same player that he was two years, a year and a half ago. Two years removed from, or well, like three years now, because I haven't, three years removed from winning a championship at a high level. What, two years? Playing it's got to be about two and a half now, because it was all fucked up. It was 2019, so yeah, it would have been two years. Not yet two years ago, but yeah. 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 
coming up on but it. Yeah, Kawhi, like playing super high level basketball, took Giannis on head head first, fucked him ripped up. his way through the East with the Raptors, fucked him. Well, and made it through on a fucking wing and a prayer. Though, well, that yeah, shot. That's also understated. The fact that even though he if, traveled, that yeah, it travels, and if that shot does not go in, that's just let the travel go. Just forget about the travel, I guess. But if that shot doesn't go in. A wing and a prayer. That's so it's, funny. It's Literally, over. He's a wing. It's and over. I just, I don't know. To me, I think that Luca's got one more super duper game left in him where he's putting up something and the Mavericks just can't check him because that was what they were saying too is that Luke, that Kawhi is not capable of guarding Luka Luke Doncic. Kawhi. It didn't look like he was. It's just they, To be fair, he wasn't guarding Luka very well in those first two games. I just can't believe it seemed like the Clippers just really thought that they were like, well, the NBA just doesn't play defense anymore, so I guess we just don't they have to. They looked either. dejected in those first two games. They looked completely weird. dejected. Really weird. <laughs> yeah, like it I was, mean, and they were getting all the hate for it too, because like you know, I mean, you know, Stephen rightfully a. so, Smith, rightfully so. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith's calling him out like you tanked at the end of the season to play the Dallas Mavericks, and now you're down zero to two. Yeah, like, he's destroyed him exactly. Like I mean, but Stephen A. Smith destroys everybody. But they like, deserved it though. Like this is. This Dallas Mavericks team should have been cake for them. They should have been playing with their food. Let's be honest. Giannis said that the other day. Yeah, he did. He did. Legit. There's that saying, you don't want to play with your food. And that's what we thought. We don't want to play with our food. I was like, that was rough. He, uh, the other thing about this situation between Dallas and them is like, I don't think. Luca talking so much shit when they went up 30-11 was a very good idea. Luca was talking mad shit, but it's great because he's been doing it all serious. People were calling him the next Larry Bird. This whole series has been chippy as hell. It's been awesome. Rightfully so. It's been awesome. To be after last season, they were yeeting. Dallas was yeeting people in that last or uh, two games ago too. Uh, in that game when they went up 30-11, uh, the Clippers' first win, uh, game. Yeah, game yeah, three. Game three. Game three. Dallas was like beating the fuck out of guys on that team. Like hacking them to the ground. I was like, good lord. I'm like, this is an all-out war, and the refs are just watching it happen. Probably don't even know how to control need it. At least one series like that. We I love see it. some bullshit. I last it's a night, few that we need. Last night, Danny Green got called for a foul against Hachimura. Did that you was see bullshit. that word? I, wa- I watched the last quarter of that like game. This. And Hachimura had his arm in the middle Stupid. and they called Green for the foul. Danny Green was what? pissed. Dude, oh, you, could he hear, was. you could hear him yelling through the mics on the hoop. Yeah. yeah he he was, was freaking out. And yeah. At that point, you're just like... Whoa. And then they kept fouling Ben Simmons and putting him on the oh, line. I know. I know. And there was one, I was just like... <laughs> I looked, I was watching on my phone I looked down at Ben and I was like, I was like you gotta make these. Gotta make these. I was like, come on. I was like, I know you can make them, man. And then he just bricks that first one. That's embarrassing. It is. And they like, were sitting there intentionally fouling you because they know. With three minutes left in the game. They know you're not going to hit both of them. That's bad. And yet again, it's not even like his free throw stroke looks bad. He just can't hit them. That's going to keep getting exploited. Oh, yeah. I bet. Like, that's what kind of makes me think a little bit about this series is. Now that Embiid is out and Embiid's been putting up 35 points a game because be nobody back. on the Wizards. He'll be back. I mean, for like game six, if it goes to that. Mm. I th- I mean, personally, I think that the 76ers will go through them because it's the Wizards. 
The Wizards were going to get hot for one game. And Wizards are going to get cold as shit. But not Bradley Beal. Bradley, not well, Bradley he's, Beal. The num- he's the second best scorer in the league this year. He's great. He shouldn't be going cold. If he's going cold, is he really the second best scorer in the league or is that just regular season stats? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and He we, should we have a be sad. How good Bradley Beal is and he is a goddamn baller. But let's, I'm going to try to bring it up here. That's what I mean though. Like he should be doing that. I, th- I just thought it was funny, though, at the same time that this, the Wizards have waited literally until now to start making <laughs> adjustments. Like, they started Gafford, finally, yeah. over Robin Lopez. When Russ and Gafford, it's clearly oh, they have, easy money. Yeah, exactly. Because Gafford, he's huge, and he finished... Like, he's a good player to begin with, mm-hmm. at least from the eye test alone. Like, But, yeah, he finished Lops Russ. Mm-hmm. Come on. All day. Trying to find Brad Beal here. 29.5 points per game. Yeah. Easy. Easy money. Russell Westbrook, 11 rebounds per game, 12 assists per game. Too easy. I just want to know, like, I guess I just, is it too late in the season to say that I just need to start watching more Wizards games? Because how is this guy doing this? It's definitely too late. Like, it's too late for that. <laughs> when I saw when I saw the stat line last night that said because that was all that was brought up at first was like Russell Westbrook three of seventeen from the field and I was like yikes mm-hmm. I was like that is awful not his, good like but then it was like you saw a stat line afterwards I saw 21, 21 rebounds and like fifteen assists and I was like what, what? no fuck <laughs> no kidding I'm just like what mm-hmm. like he's he's keeping them alive but if he was scoring this this series would be different. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. It's just we're seeing old Russ now, and I think that he's finally locked in on the fact that he's going to have to contribute in different ways because his jump shot just is bad. It's really bad. Bad jump shot. It's bad. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He can still get to the rim though, but that jump shot is not helping him. Real quick before we go, who's been the most entertaining offensive player in the playoffs so far, in your opinion? Uh. God, man, when Anthony Davis gets it going, when Anthony Davis gets it going, it's pretty damn entertaining because you said it the other day in a text to me and you said the Lakers finally look like a championship team again and that's when they were finally cooking on defense and then getting in transition on offense again. It's how they eat. It's how they eat. When they're on offense, when they finally get it working in transition, this team looks amazing. Oh, yeah. It looks amazing because they have all the transition pieces they need. They have the best transition player of all time, LeBron LeBron James. James. And then they have Anthony Davis, who was an extreme lob threat, probably the best lob threat in the league. And then Schroeder's an obviously amazing transition player as well. Mm -hmm. Kuzma's better in transition than in half court. Big time. KCP's good in transition. This whole team is just, they they play good on defense and then they turn it right back around instantly. Mm -hmm. And when they were working like that against the Suns, I was like, this is a championship team. It's like, this is the they best look, team in the they West. They look like the bubble Lakers again. Yeah, they looked they looked great again. And then the thing is, is when they're working like that, you're like, the pieces on this team are better than last year. Mm-hmm. Because they have Gasol, they have Schroeder, they have uh, Harrell when he's mm-hmm. working too. Like, yep. I mean, Harrell's big time in those transition moments too when you need some guy to clean up. Yep. They just... Or slam it. They get it all working. Yeah. And when Anthony Davis is scoring 35 points per game, good night. He looks like the best player in the league. Well, looks I mean, like one of the best players in the league because you got to think of him from a two-way standpoint. 
This dude isn't just putting you up 35 on the uh, offensive end of the floor. He's also playing stout fucking defense. One of the top defenders in the league. Looks like a top five player in, when he's when he's hot. Oh, yeah. I top think five. he's already a if, top five if, player. If not, an arguably a top three player when he's hot. He looks better than LeBron when he's on. Especially right now. Especially he, right now. He looks better than LeBron when he's on. Not afraid to say it. Like, and what makes me worried is the fact that his big-time offensive players are coming when the Lakers are in that rhythm. Mm-hmm. But when it's half-court offense and AD sizing up from 18 feet and he's bricking his third mid fadeaway mid-range shot in a row, and I'm just like, oh. mm-hmm. I know what you mean, man. This team makes me so mad. It, it pisses me <laughs> it off. Makes too. me so mad with their decisions sometimes. Yep. And like LeBron at the end of the game the other day when Schroeder missed that layup on the break mm-hmm. and LeBron just stood there like this. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Grab the board. You were right there, man. Yep. Like, just there like, and grab the board. I understand you want to be dramatic. You want to be dramatic, LeBron not time, James. Not the time to be dramatic. No. But who's going to tell him that on the bench? <laughs> when he's walking back, is Vogel going to be like, hey, LeBron, uh, grab the rebound there. <laughs> Please grab the rebound. I was going to say Devin Booker has been the most entertaining offensively, oh, yeah. though. Yeah. Him and Aiton together. Yeah. that's That's been really interesting. Yeah. I group that together. Him and Aiton together has been the most interesting offensive thing so far in the playoffs. Aiton's finding his way into a max extension. Stepping the fuck up is what he's doing. Shouts out to them. You know what? Big time. Yeah. They look good. Booker, like uh, his three-point shooting obviously isn't the greatest, which is surprising because he's a high-scoring guard. Mm-hmm. But his mid-range size up, his size up from just in isolation, it's fantastic. He can drive so well and draw fouls so well and hit the mid-range fadeaway so well. Yep. This guy gets eaten. Yep. Like it's like the opposite. Like the Suns live in the mid in that half-court offense, and then the Lakers live on the transition. Yep. Like this Suns offense is just so perfect and it's in, a, it's a styles battle. It is. And I think that's why we're seeing such a tough matchup because somebody said it the other day, the, the Lakers are facing their first. With with this core, they're facing their first test in the playoffs. I don't buy into that. You mean to tell me the Denver Nuggets of last year were not a test? No, they won four to one. That doesn't mean it wasn't a test. <sighs> no, because those think games were close. They were close, but AD broke their back in one swift motion. Yeah. AD laid the final blow. And then after that, that game winner, it was pretty clear. Yeah. And now we're headed because that was game three. When that happened, the series was tied one to one. Now we're heading into a two to two situation where the Suns could possibly going up three to two. And oh, the Suns are going up three to two tonight. <sighs> watch it. I mean, watch it happen. Dude. I'm putting it in red right now. Probably. And the Suns just have good defenders too. And you know what hurts? You know what who hurt who always hits the three that hurts the most for the Suns? Bridges. Mm-hmm. Whenever Bridges gets that corner open three, I'm like, it's over. It's that's sad. his shot. It's like, sad. That's his shot. And he'll he'll cash it. Every day of the week. He's got them freaking alien arms. He pretty much just puts the ball Long in the Long ass hoop. arms, dude. Puts the ball in the hoop from the three point line. Long ass arms. And when that happens, it's just like it's Defensively, defensively, he's been the most entertaining. 
Um, I mean, Giannis was pretty good on defense. Giannis was looking pretty damn good. Giannis looked pretty good. Drew Holiday, too. Um, Clint Capella. Yeah, Drew Holiday. Clint Capella stepping the fuck up. Yeah. I saw a stat the other day that said that actually today that said Clint Capella is seven and one in playoff series when he has not faced the Golden State Warriors. That's wild. That's crazy, right? And the Rockets gave him up for peanuts. I'm yeah, but is that Clint Capella seven and one or is that James Harden seven well, and one? Yeah. When he's not yeah. <laughs> James Harden and Chris Paul taking you seven and one. Yeah, when you're not against Golden State. Yeah, yeah, that's what that is. But even then, he'd still be seven and four against in the playoffs. Yeah, still. I'd give it to Drew Holiday, though. Yeah, Drew Holiday. The thing was, though, is that you and I were talking before the playoffs, and we both agreed that Drew Holiday probably wasn't going to be the the real next gear for the Bucks. But, I mean... I mean, they played a pretty hobbled Heat team that exactly. was obviously missing a piece. You you did what you're supposed to do in a better way than what, Dal- when what Clippers did to Dallas. They checked Bam and Jimmy. Right, and just like the Clippers need to come back and check Luca. Yeah, except they never let it happen with Jimmy. <laughs> they never even let it happen. No, that's what I mean. They did a better job at it than what the Clippers had to do. Yeah, and really, what the Clippers ultimately have to do is get over the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> is that going to be a second round series? Um, if Denver makes it up here, I don't know if it'll. Does it have the bracket? That's what I was. That's what I was thinking too. Was because I'm pretty sure at this point the Jazz will play against the Clippers in the second round. Which good night. I think the Clippers are going to ball over the Jazz. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That'd be interesting. Clippers look good this year, but I just think they're like the fourth or fifth best team in the league. Clippers? No, the Jazz. Oh, uh, the Jazz. Oh, yeah. So, and that's like. I would put the Suns over the Jazz and then it's like Lakers, Nets, Clippers over them. Mm-hmm. Nets, Lakers. I don't know. Maybe Nets, maybe. Lakers, Clippers. Yeah. Dude, you can say it. Yeah. Just fucking say it, dude. It has, to be, gonna be, it has to be said. It's just going to be tough because that's why if they do this, if they make it out of this Western Conference and they beat the Nets, Arguably one of the greatest championships ever won. Yeah, I know. Arguably and one of the I greatest think championships too, I think ever won. too many people are calling on a Nets collapse when I think it's pretty clear cut that that's not going to happen. But I disagree because like I said earlier, I think they're just an injury away. Yeah, if an injury, granted an injury happens, yeah. Injury that, away from a tr- catastrophic collapse for those guys. Would suck, especially if it's KD. If it's Harden, I think it's survivable. If it's Kyrie, it's definitely survivable. Let's see here. Yeah, because it'll if Denver wins, it'll be it'll be Denver versus Los Angeles. Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Lakers. And then it would be Clippers versus Utah. I think that's pretty clear for the Clippers to get to the Western Conference Finals because I think that they could be they could beat both the Utah yeah. Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies, no matter how. Yeah. And yeah, that's a, that's a Clippers final. But at the same time, I think it would be easy, easily as close if it was Utah versus Dallas. Yeah. Dallas would have a pretty good shot to make it to the Western Conference Finals. But then I think if, I think it's pretty clear cut that either Phoenix or Los Angeles could beat both Portland and Denver. 
especially Denver right now, mm-hmm. without Jokic. Mm-hmm. Somebody posed the question today. They were like, what happened to Jokic's playmaking abilities? Uh, like, ever since Jamal Murray went out, he just hasn't been, like, trying to playmake as much. I'm like, he has to take over on offense. They also went off without Jamal Murray. Yeah. They finished the season strong as hell. They went for, like, 12 straight wins without Jamal Murray. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I know. They I mean, just, Jamal hurts like them like immensely big, for the playoffs. Oh, but. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. It just makes you think if they didn't weren't starting Composo for every playoff game and had Jamal Murray in there. That's a final. That's a finals team. Yeah, that's a finals team. Straight up. I mean, Zach Lowe said it. They might mess around and win a champ championship this yeah. year. Yeah, I think. God, they that was. That I was, think they could have. That was my actual want for this final. That was the identity that I was low key going into with the finals until Jamal got hurt. I was like, it's theirs. It's theirs for the taking. And it, like, they at least get to the, to the chip because it wasn't like they added Aaron Gordon. And all of a sudden, he's turned into the switchblade of a defensive player for them that just fills in all the cracks for them. Better so than I would say uh, Grant did. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, was, yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. Jeremy Grant. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy Grant. Definite upgrade. And like, it, if Jamal would have had 80% of the playoffs that he had last season, they would still be amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe Jamal doesn't have to put up 46 and like three straight games to keep them alive from being down three to one. It's, Maybe they never go down three to one. Yeah, exactly. They would never, they would have waxed Portland. Mm-hmm. Oh, God damn it. Why does we Portland suck? We got robbed though. All right, we're going to hit you with one more take and we're going to get out of here. Lakers game is about to be on, so. Yeah, 948. Um, I'm going to go with my one more take from last time. I'm just going to repeat it (laughs) because I don't know any better because this man has never showed me anything else to think Lakers will be in the NBA finals. And the Philadelphia 76ers will be in the NBA finals. I'm going to walk that back three steps. Milwaukee and Brooklyn will go to seven games. It'll be a seven-game series. It should. Should be. If it doesn't, it's almost Milwaukee up. has the one through three to match right up with them. And I think that they knew that coming. They probably saw Harden going to Brooklyn. I mean, they're they're all in the league together. They know what the moves are going to be. Oh, Not yeah. everybody was blindsided by that Harden to no. Brooklyn. Oh, move. that was, dude. Especially when KD came out and said, oh, I'm not thinking about James Harden at all. I was like, yeah, it's over. He's going to Brooklyn. Literally going to Brooklyn. It's over. They've already talked about it. They've literally texted. They probably were texting each other right before he came out and said that. And James was like, hey, oh, that's tampering. Yeah. T- James, why don't you just say that uh, you, you, you're not thinking about me at all? Why don't you just say that, Kevin? Just come on. Just say it. Kevin's like, yeah, I'm just not thinking about him. Do you think that Mike D'Antoni was just in his ear all the time? Like Mike you know, D'Antoni was just sitting there jerking off at the thought of getting James Harden again so he can just run some ridiculous small ball lineup with Bruce Brown at the five. And he's just sitting there jerking off just thinking about it. And Steve Nash is just watching him. Yeah, well, now they have to play Claxton 26 minutes in a playoff game, so. Rest in peace with that Claxton. Uh, yeah, that, should, that, get, that series should go seven. Honestly. Because someone's not doing their job right in that series if that series doesn't go seven. Milwaukee on either side. to defensively test the Brooklyn Nets. Good. 
They're going to test them and they should. And Giannis because- is going to eat them alive defensively. Oh, I know. I know. Do you really think that Kevin Durant's going to be able to guard Giannis? Absolutely not. I don't think so. Milwaukee's defense is going to check Brooklyn's offense and Brooklyn's not going to have defense for Ke- for Giannis. That's the thing, though, is that like all the conversation about, about Brooklyn is who do they have defense for? John Morant and the Grizzlies? Yeah. Portland, yeah. Well, I don't know. Portland did beat them in the regular season at least once. You mean tell me a healthy Brooklyn team legitimately defends the Lakers? Not down low. No, that's just going to be a bloodbath of who can score the most points. I mean, like if they are forcing Drummond to have the ball in his hands, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Good God. Do you think Drummond's going to score 20 points in this playoffs? Hopefully he does it tonight. <laughs> I hope so. He's got about eight minutes to decide if he's going to or not. Please. All right, we're out of here. As always, follow us on Twitter at PodDip, on Instagram at the Dip Pod. Engage with us on all social media. Download, share, and enjoy our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and wherever you share those podcasts too. That's where we want to be at the top of your list. So make it happen. All right. Peace. peace.